0: I'm Anahi, award-winning U.S. and European-certified floral designer, entrepreneur, and your host to Viva La Floral Live podcast. If you are a florist, floral farmer, floral business owner, or simply a floral enthusiast, you are in the right place, my friend. We help you by providing insights through industry professionals, their stories, and useful tips. We bring you the art and business of flowers. Welcome to the show. Hello friends and welcome to Viva La Flora Live podcast. Today's guest is all the way from Romania. His name is Alex Mateu or Alex Matthew, depends on you know what language you want to pronounce his name. He is a photographer and one of EMC Go Live event presenters. And I, of course, wanted to chat with most of the presenters because they're from all over the world, you guys. And yeah, this this was this was a fascinating story how he kind of became a photographer, and it was really wonderful to chat with a photographer that puts a lot of thought into doing his wedding. Shoots, you know, not only with the bride and groom in mind, but also the other vendors, you know, particularly the florist and so on. So, yep, yeah, you got to listen to to find out and be sure to go to the show notes where you can find the link to register for EMC Go Live event. It is happening. I am so excited. It is July 13 and 14, two day event jam packed with content. Again, from all over the world, you guys. And Alex's presentation in particular will be really useful for florists, you know, learning and honing your photography skills through your cell phone. Um, I mean, yeah, we all really do it, but could we do better? I'm pretty sure. So. With that said, here's my interview with Alex Mateu from Romania. Welcome, Alex! Very excited, all the way from Romania.
1: Yes, very excited to see you finally.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. We had some technical issues. We finally landed here. This is this is great. So, um, again, welcome to the show. And you were the first photographer. Um, you know, I have on the show. I've, I've been meaning to have a photographer, and this just kind of opportunity presented itself. And I'm like, you know what? Perfect timing. So yeah, so welcome. So you're all the way in Romania. You mainly work in Romania. Yes. So, um, and you do photography and wedding photography and and, and so on. Is that, is that sort of your beginning of your career? Is that where you started from or?
1: To give a little bit from my background story, actually uh, a little bit boring in my uh, domain of activity because uh, I learned photography from my father. Yes, he actually started uh, shooting weddings. And then I uh, stole his camera and uh, dialed everything else uh, in there. And uh, the first pictures he took uh, when he went to the next wedding, uh, they were not usable. And
0: uh, Oh my God. <laughs>
1: yes. And then uh, he decided to buy me uh, a pocket camera and just leave me with that and just say, play with this and leave my camera gear alone. <laughs> I want to have it. <laughs> just as I left it and uh, actually I uh, started then uh, taking pictures of the surroundings and uh, everything that uh, just uh, popped in my eye and uh, I liked to, to shoot and uh, in one morning um, a colleague from my father that uh, he, well he needed to go to the to that wedding and uh, he never showed He never appeared to that wedding. And uh, my father uh, just uh, uh, in the morning uh, just woke me up and he said, Alex, you need to go to that wedding. Uh, We cannot uh, leave the bride and the groom alone without the photographer. And uh, then this is how I started. A little bit uh, rough for for me (laughs) to say it (laughs) this way, because I was only shooting. I didn't have a client to, to say it this way. And uh, I didn't know how to shoot weddings. I didn't know anything about this. And uh, I went with a videographer videographer there. And uh, I was in every moment behind him and just taking pictures (laughs) (laughs) if
0: you're at this angle it must be good angle. let's go with this (laughs) oh my god that's so funny so how old were you when you stole your dad's camera
1: when i started to stole the the camera i had um, about uh, 14 years oh
0: my god okay all right and And you're still alive your dad didn't kill you
1: <laughs> same sound I, I'm okay but I started with the weddings uh, at 16 years
0: right so, wow.
1: yes and, and that's uh, in the first year uh, I had like uh, five weddings and then in the next year I had like 20 weddings uh, My father when I came home with the, with the pictures just to give you um, uh, an example he at that time he showed uh, like uh, I don't know thousand pictures. 1,000 pictures per wedding and I came home with 3,000 pictures (laughs) and he was why so so many pictures I photographed everything everything when you put the pictures my pictures from that wedding and the recording from that um, videographer it's like still motion video
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh wow That's pretty amazing. That is pretty amazing. So is that, is that when your dad basically out of necessity, your dad basically just tossed you into the job at age 16?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Oh my. So do you only do weddings?
1: Um, well, I no, I only do photography. As a job, I do weddings and uh, product photography and interior photography, architectural photography, and I think uh, that's it. <laughs> and, and portrait photography, but not uh, fashion and something like this.
0: Gotcha. So out of everything that you do, what is your most favorite one?
1: Well, the, the weddings, they have a, a big part from my life and from my uh, from this uh, photography style and uh, my job, uh, because I started early. For example, I I have 10 years background of weddings. And then after 10 years, I started to experiment with uh, other uh, genres of photography. And Mm -hmm. um, I like the weddings because I got to know new people. And uh, I like to shoot them when they are um, happy and they are in love. And when they party like animals. This is very very nice.
0: (laughs) Very good. So... As far as the wedding photography goes, um, of course, that is probably the closest to our audience because my audience is all florists, right? And a lot of them do weddings or at least try to do weddings. There is definitely something special in about getting to know the couple and trying to portray their story through, you know, my medium is flowers and yours is photography, right? So when it comes to the process, what is your process like in walking your couples through, right? So when you guys meet for consultations, what do you think sets you apart essentially, you know, from other photographers? Well, I
1: I can guide the the couples a little bit. Uh, For example, when they are um, open-minded to say so, and when I'm the first one they contact uh, after the, the venue probably probably um, then i i can guide them for example if they have um, a wedding in august and uh, they want to have the the church in in midday in broad sunlight, I can guide them to and tell them to uh, have the church a little bit uh, in the afternoon uh, when the sun is not so harsh and it's not so warm in in the day. And um, I can uh, guide them uh, at the party, for example, um, and little details at the reception also. But uh, when they are getting ready, for example, I always told them to leave them to have time for them. For example, for me, uh, one hour for the preparations for uh, the groom or the bride is one hour. Uh, everything that is l- less than one hour is a little bit short. and. Mm. We have a little bit te- uh, of tension in the air and everybody feels it, but now nobody speaks about this. Because, right. <laughs> because uh, for example, when I'm with the bride or the groom and I uh, take the details or shots, then the groomsman or the bridesman walk in and they say, Hey, lev- let's have a picture or uh, let's make a group photo or let's uh, drink something or something like this. And everything needs time five minutes mm. with the groomsmaid or uh, another five minutes with the details, and you have have 10 minutes i also have to shoot the the wedding bouquet, (laughs) and i need 10 or or i don't know five to 10 minutes for this because i don't shoot it uh, this is a a detail an important detail from the whole wedding for me because the bride she don't talk with the florist and say do whatever you want she gives Mm. a little bit of Um, of details of what she wants in the bouquet
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it's she in some situations she she doesn't tell you i want this particular flower or this particular uh, color Mm -hmm. but she can tell you about this is the venue this is how I, i imagine it and then the florist can surprise her uh, with the uh, wedding bouquet or the, the arrangement uh, that fits that venue. Mm-hmm. This is another detail. And uh, it's very important for the bride, the groom, and for me also, because I don't shoot the, the wedding bouquet only, um, as a as an item alone, uh, for example, uh, on a, on a desk or something like this. I also shoot the um, the wegi- wedding bouquet with the bride because it, from my point of view, um, the bouquet and uh, the bride they need to to be the same and, and not a very mm. contrasty thing.
0: Right. That's. Interesting you said that, and it kind of makes me wonder, um, you know, how many photographers really go through that thought process where, you know, this bouquet is really special to this bride and you're right, most brides, in essence, um, give part of them for this, for this wedding, right? Just in general. And bouquet is the most intimate piece out of everything that is there. It's my favorite piece to to make for the wedding. When I'm doing weddings, it really is by far, you know, it, honestly, it, if I can just do 50 million weddings and just make bouquets all day, I will gladly do that. Then the bride's bouquet specifically, you know, because for me, when I do it, like during a consultation, I try to get to know the bride, right? And exactly. Again, I don't, I don't marry to a very specific flower or things like that. That's unnecessary. It's, it's about how it feels, right? Exactly. And how it's gonna tell the story. And it makes me really happy to hear that you, as a photographer, you're sort of thinking about this. Hey, you know, we didn't land at this bouquet just by accident, right? No. There was a thought process that that kind of led to this. And I think that also shows that you respect the other craft right so both are kind of form of art essentially so yes um again makes me kind of wonder how many photographers do that (laughs) so you know i can say for sure that would set you apart right even without doing a wedding with you obviously that would be nice all the way from us to romania right but um Of course, not all parts of the weddings are fun to shoot, right? So there's this kind of cliche, if you will, or the generic shots that you have to do because, you know, it's just what you do. So if there's one shot that you're like, you know what, I am, this is just not my favorite. We just do it because it's sort of part of the wedding. What is that? What's your least favorite moment to
1: photograph? We have a time... In, in the wedding when we, we shoot um, the pictures with the, with the people there um, mm-hmm. with the invitations and sometimes we don't this time we, uh, it's um, for example uh, you don't have any time or uh, because it's raining outside and you need to do anything else but um, for example the bride and the groom they want to have the, the pictures with their um, with their people. The the and then well the the wedding guests uh, we have a time in the in the wedding day when we shoot uh, the photos with the wedding guests and uh, when we don't have this time anymore uh, I tell the the bride and the groom we can shoot this uh, this type of pictures on the on the dance floor because. They are more fun because you are dancing and you can hug them and you can laugh and you have the lights and it's more dynamic and it's more. I like this more than just to have all the people standing so stiff. And it's yeah. not my <laughs> time, but okay, I, I can do this. But I don't hate this type of pictures. I hate the pictures when we don't have this time. The bride and the groom tells me, "Let's go to the to the guests uh, and shoot." Uh, the pictures with the guests when they are eating on the table and so and everything you can imagine is the, is there the drinks the the food the, uh, uh, the cakes and it's awful and sometimes we have the floor arrangements in the middle of the table and they are like one meter high or 70 centimeters high and the bride and the groom just tells you just take a pictures with the whole pictures uh, with the whole uh, guests uh, there that are here on this table and uh, i can just i just take the floral arrangement that is so high and you cannot see behind him and take them down and uh, okay just Take the pictures, but this type of pictures I, I really hate. I, I it, it's not I don't know it's not. Okay.
0: Well, it's not flattering, right? Because no. I mean nobody looks good eating. N- no, and, and <laughs> it just couple, doesn't matter what and,
1: you do. No, and a few of the people they are standing. The uh, the others are sitting. The others are with the fork and the knife in their hands, and uh, <laughs> so it's a really mess. And when you look at that picture; the your eye just goes everywhere. Uh, you you see the drinks, you see the food they are eating, how much they eat there, and so on and. I don't like that.
0: Uh, that's so funny. But you said something important there. So you you kind of, you know, talked about the floral arrangement, how it's sort of in a way and or it's just like this enormous thing or it's just, you know, right at their eyesight and so on. So I bet you've seen all kinds of floral arrangement in your career you know i mean you started at age 16 you've done a lot of weddings so you've seen it all essentially what would be one of the biggest mistakes or not even mistakes necessarily but one of the things that florists do essentially that is like okay i kind of makes you wonder why why that particular thing you know or i don't know if
1: uh, from my experience i don't know if the florist had made a mistake or was more um, a bride's wish for example right. for example um you have a, a round table with uh, 15 guests or 12 guests and um let's say the florist has a, a nice budget for the for uh, the floor ar- arrangements and um uh, Mostly, from my country, uh, they want to make big arrangements just to impress. But you can make Mm -hmm. a, a smaller one and you can impress the same way. But I think here is... I, this is why I told, uh, I don't know if this is more a bride's wish to make it big. Like, uh, I have the money, um, you can make it how big you want. Or uh, this is a, a florist's more wish. If uh, you have the budget and, uh, you know, you, you have, as a florist, you probably you have a dream wedding in your mind and you say, I, I never did that and this is my opportunity to make it. Big and round, and like a circle or S shaped, and I don't know, (laughs) you know. And this is
0: so I can say for me as a florist, I very much enjoy lower centerpieces because to me, um, it takes a lot more talent and creativity to make that arrangement stand out because now the guests are sitting and the arrangement is low, and potentially everything is right there on a display and visible, right? So I personally, when I design, I design in a way so that at a glance, there's an arrangement and it kind of calls you in and then you you notice another detail and then you notice one other detail. So it sort of becomes almost like a conversation piece in a way and ties them together, right? Because it is always in the center. Um, it's a big center pieces from a financial perspective, right? As a florist, absolutely. You want them? Let's do it bring it on. But personally, I'm not a big fan. However, I would say it depends on the venue. If you walk into a venue that has really tall ceilings, and if you don't have anything tall kind of projecting up to the ceilings, just overall venue, like that the space as a whole, as, as a big picture, almost kind of doesn't feel complete. You know, it, it, so it's it's like this double-edged sword, you know. It's like, yeah, they're not my favorite things to make, but then it ties the room together in a way, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. I can tell you most florists probably like making the small ones, but like selling the big ones. <laughs>
1: this is a good point. Uh, well, yeah. you, you mentioned the venue with the high ceilings. It's okay when you have the centerpiece high, but... I went to some weddings where the centerpiece was like this big at the bottom and it goes all the way up. And if you want to speak with uh, the guest that is uh, on the other side of the table, you always need to make like this. Hey, do you see me? Give me that or... Let's go outside and and have
0: Yeah, it feels like a big block sitting in the middle. So yeah, I, I totally agree. Even if it's yeah, even if it's tall, it should not abstract the view. Yes. This is a so good, people good point. can yeah. Yeah, so people can talk. That's yeah, that that's funny. So <laughs> you're like, hey oh I've been to those weddings where you just go sit down and you're like okay well that's great I have three people I can talk to (laughs) my two guests next to me the whole night
1: and this is from my point of view it's a very uh, I'm struggling to to picture uh, to to take pictures with the guests that they are um, that are sitting on the uh, on the tables and uh, that are uh, speaking with each other because when the centerpiece is very big, then I can have framed like two or three people, and uh, sometimes they are like four people engaged in the discussion, and uh, the fourth one, when the centerpiece is big, I cannot include them in the in the frame. It's okay. <laughs> I manage to. I take two pictures and that's it.
0: <laughs> and just like merge them together. <laughs> that's funny. I want to pivot into you know the app an event uh, with the EMC, which I'm very excited about. And I know you wanted a panelist there or you wanted a presenters at the EMC. How did you get involved with the EMC project?
1: Diana, she's a good friend of mine. And she, at one point in her life, she said, I don't want to do the small weddings. And uh, I don't want to do weddings for everyone. And I want to grow and uh, I want to go to the festivals and do their arrangements and so on. And so she invested in her education. And uh, long story short, she uh, met Thomas. And um, Thomas uh, held uh, a workshop, if I um, can recall this uh, correct, in August in two thousand nineteen in uh, my uh, in my town. And um, so this is how I met Thomas. And uh, because i was there uh, a photographer i uh i, I showed their uh the the workshop how um, thomas engaged with uh, with the students and uh the students with thomas and uh how they the students works also uh, thomas works and um, for example um diana just told me okay uh our request is uh, to shoot uh, the arrangements from the students and from Thomas on a white uh, background and i was okay no big deal uh, just leave me uh, a corner in the in the room and i managed to do this but uh, when i went there to the to the venue uh, and uh, saw the arrangements that uh, thomas did i just told Diana, let's not shoot them only on white background. They are too good for me just to shoot them there. And uh, so I walked around and inside out from the venue and uh, tried to find the, the angles that put um, his arrangements in a good light. And uh, this is how I met Thomas. And uh, yeah, this is how the, the invitation now uh, arrived at me.
0: Kind of came about. Fantastic. So what are you, uh, what would you be presenting at uh, at the event? I want to tell
1: a little bit, uh, a few tips and tricks for uh, the florists that um, want to document their, uh, their arrangements with uh, the cell phone, for example, because you have the phone always at you. And uh, sometimes... If you just move your arrangement a little bit uh, to the left or to the right, that this can make a huge difference. This one I thing I thought that uh, it will be very helpful for you. Oh,
0: that's such a huge thing! Yes, because
1: I can tell you. I don't know if I I had in mind to tell you a little bit of um, shooting the arrangements with uh, this with a camera, and um, I don't know at this point if I uh, will. Uh, Uh, goes so deep in this uh, camera thing uh, shooting uh, the arrangements but I think that the phone is uh, more versatile for you because
0: oh absolutely
1: it's a thing you it's a it's a tool you have it uh, to document your uh, your work, uh, to speak with the client, to make appointments uh, and so on. But if you want to shoot it with a camera, you need the camera, you need the batteries, you need um, the cards, you need the, the the lenses and so on. And the list is very, very big. So, But you have your phone and everything is compact. And these days, the phones are getting better and better. And you can make, for example, uh, pictures that are Instagrammable with uh, your phone. It's okay. I mean, I,
0: yeah, my phone is not even the latest iPhone and it does amazing stuff. I mean, you know, it just takes a moment to kind of pause and, and, and do. And I think that's such a useful skill for every florist to learn because we all walk around with this thing in our pocket all day, every day. Yes, it's, it's a very... <laughs> you know, absolutely. For
1: example... Y- the pictures that uh, you can make with your phone—they are very good. If you want to print them like uh, a medium format, uh, medium format, I, I, for example, uh, fifteen per uh, ten centimeters, or uh, if you want to po- post them on social media platforms, it's very good. If you want to make um, an article for uh, a, a local, uh, for a local newspaper, or uh, for uh, Something like this, like this. It's it's very good. the The camera comes, uh, comes in handy when you want to show more details and when you have a, a subtle change of colors in the arrangement. There, there is good uh, to have a camera, or when you have uh, when you want to have details in the shadows and in the light, or fo- the phones they they cannot re- um, render the details so good as a as a camera but for daily use and uh, for uh, stories and uh, instagram feed or facebook it's it's very good.
0: So that goes to show you, you know, it doesn't really need to be professionally photographed, A, in order for it to make it into the feed and things like that. So, or is something a lot of florists struggle with, you know, they just, you know, a lot of people think, oh, I need to have a professional shot of this and that, the other. And honestly, I, I feel like, you know, more raw, unedited, I think reads much better in a way, in in some context, right? Obviously, you still need the professional shots for so many other things, but it, it, one doesn't take away the other. But I think, I agree, it is a tool and I think we utilize this tool every day and oftentimes for things that mean absolutely nothing <laughs> instead of doing some serious photography with it or learning. And I mean... There's so many little details in like, I mean, I have the iPhone, but like I'm looking at this thing, like I had to learn how to use my own phone camera because there's portrait mode and there's this there's lights and depths and sharpness and brightness and all this craziness i'm like oh my god this is so over my head so i cannot even imagine going into a professional camera trying to then add lenses and all kinds of other stuff to this uh
1: yeah (laughs) but if i can
0: mask yeah but if i can master my phone and you know do better on it uh, absolutely yeah this is a big step Yes, 100% agree. So I'm very excited about your program. Actually, I really, really want to listen to that. And I'm always fascinated. And every time I hear anybody talk about, you know, phone photography, there's always things that I didn't know I could do with my phone. So (laughs) I'm like, oh, wait, really? I can't do that? Okay, let's try. So it's kind of exciting. It's it's really exciting. So what's next for you for your career?
1: Well, um, what's the
0: next stage of the career?
1: I want to open my own... um photography studio just to learn um, to learn for example florists and uh, other people uh, how to shoot Um, and um, to make uh, probably online uh, courses and um, this is well my one of my big dreams in the next future because i want to get more involved in uh, product photography for example Mm -hmm. and um, there you need the space uh, or a space that uh, you can control from uh, the lights and uh, everything because when you shoot for example um, something that is uh, like a wine bottle that is very uh, reflective you need everything around you to to be dark well you need to control everything that's around you better said
0: right that makes sense I mean, that goes the same for us florists. Certain vessels are very reflective yes. in a very much the same way. So yes, yes. interesting. Okay. Well, and honestly, I'm from a florist perspective. Had there been a studio in here near me that there was a photographer who was teaching you know, photography, you know, the basics, right? I mean, again, I'm not going to change careers and go and start becoming a photographer, perhaps. I don't know, maybe I will, but not really. You know, it's it's sort of, some people do both really, and they do both really well. If that's not what you want to do, you just want to kind of, you know, really utilize the tools at hand and be better and things like that. I will gladly attend that class, honestly. Because again, I have a lot of good photographer friends. I absolutely love them, and it always fascinates me how. Huh? I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. We had a event in North Carolina. It was a um, fashion show, floral fashion mm-hmm. show, and we were supposed to. The friend of mine's and they came to the museum, and that we were supposed to do the you know shot of every single model just before they even walk. You know um on, on on the stage or whatever and we were supposed to do it outside now it's a very contemporary driven museum but, you know it's just absolutely fascinating it's beautiful grounds i mean it's just like you can find all kinds of corners that are just so different and unique well it rained <laughs> oh. <laughs> right so we're like okay not only it rained, it was pouring down, it got dark. There's quite a bit of natural light in the museum itself because there's some skylights and things like that. But the objective of the museum is not to give you light to see and walk around, but to showcase the art that's there, right? So the light is kind of down in a way that it reflects onto the walls and where the artwork is. And of course, the really pretty places at the museum we were not allowed to because you can't really bring the natural predators. next to the art so we were faced with this situation okay so what do we do so they gave us this corner that was not attractive just this wall and the hallway with some ridiculous carpet and And he's like, okay, all right, well, no worries. I, you know, I have some lights and other lenses and things like that. We'll make it work. And I was very concerned how things were going to look and just turned out fantastic. You know, of course, part of it was editing, I'm sure. Just to me, it was so fascinating to see how quick all of that just switched. They're like, okay, plan B you know, plan A didn't work. Fine. We'll make this happen and we're going to make this happen. And, and they did and they delivered and it was just fantastic. But again, goes to show you, I mean, you got to know your craft. Yes. Yeah. My yeah. cell phone photography would not do that. And I took some cell phone photos that day. They, they're not even, <laughs> you can't even <laughs> compare. No, Not at all. Cause it was just so dark and gloomy and yeah. So I, I respect the craft very much.
1: I um, had this experience when I uh, worked with uh, and Diana, mm-hmm. for example they brought the arrangement and just helped shoot it and I took a picture and they said no this is not good this is not good This is... and I just looked and I didn't understand anything of <laughs> for me as a photographer that I didn't know very much from your um, from your domain, and uh, standing with them, like I don't know, like a, a week or so. Towards the end of the workshop, I b- began to see the little details that are making the difference. Right, and it's uh, I experienced uh, this with uh, with them, and um, they. It was amazing for me to see how they could transform an arrangement to. to to another one. They just took a few bunch of flowers from the first one and uh, threw it in uh, another one and it looks... It looked amazing. And I was, whoa, you can do this this with the flowers? I, I do, cannot do this with my fridge when I open the fridge and see just like five ingredients. And I I, <laughs> I, tell myself, okay, I don't have anything to eat. <laughs> you know, it's like the cook and <laughs> the same That is thing.
0: so funny. Well, you also were alongside somebody who is crazy artistic. You know, I mean, Tomás is just, yeah, he comes up with concepts that are just out of this world sometimes, you know, and he executes it, you know, and details matter, right? I mean, it's always about the big picture and the story, the end result or whatever. But in Tomás's work, there's great amount of detail. And you know, it, And
1: uh, it, it was also fascinating for me when I saw the, let's say, Ingredients that that he used, the the little pieces. But I saw them in boxes, playing around, and I just looked around and said, "Hmm, I don't like what I see. <laughs> this is so I don't know where where can you fit these little pieces in the arrangement?" And when I saw the the final product. I was, whoa, this is like crazy. I, I, I didn't know that, for example, a little branch can fit uh, with the flowers so good and vice versa. It, it was, it was a, a really nice experience.
0: Yeah, I bet it was a really learning experience for you too. Yes, and I'm sure yes, it upped yes. your game for weddings too. Yes,
1: yes. Uh, yeah. I, now I see the arrangements with different eyes. Hands down. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Very nice. That is, that is so good. Oh, well, um, Alex, this was, this was very good conversation and you shared a lot of good nuggets there and I cannot wait for the event. So, you know, for those of you who are listening, be sure to go to show notes, there'll be links leading up to the event so you can still sign up for it. And also listen to Alex's presentation. I for sure I'm going to be there because you can never learn more about photography and things change so much all the time, you know, and yes, it's definitely, um, it's something that always fascinated me. I I absolutely love it. And again, I respect it greatly because the the level of detail that it takes to, to some of the shots just, just absolutely fascinates me. And I've seen this from my own friends, you know, when we're kind of doing projects together and I'm like, I just don't know how you just got here from there, but I'm so happy you did (laughs) because I couldn't. <laughs> right yeah. so yeah so with that said where can people find you
1: well I have um, an Instagram account and a Facebook account uh, with uh, my name Alex Mateu, M-A-T and no
0: Alex Mateu forgot his yes. name hang on <laughs> uh,
1: you you will you leave the links down below I think
0: I will, we will leave the links down <laughs> below don't worry don't worry okay. <laughs> oh my goodness so it's alex mateo yeah, it's the instagram yes. uh, handle very nice where people can follow your work all right well alex i hope one if you are ever in u.s you know we get get a chance to meet one day or who knows if i'm in romania you never, friend, know. Yes. you never know thank you so so much for your time this was this was great thank you for really having me it. <laughs> take care
1: take care bye
0: all right friends that was it that was our um, conversation with alex be sure to again sign up with the emc go live event and not to miss any of those presenters that we've been interviewing this is going to be definitely one of a kind for sure be sure to follow alex go to the show notes where you find his professional bio and all of the links leading up to or you know to his instagram or to emc go live event registration page and so on and i'll chat with you next time well it's a wrap thank you everyone for listening for tuning in to viva la flora live podcast we'll see you next week